0: Welcome to Session 2 of our Criminal Procedure course. Today, we will delve into a critical aspect of criminal procedure, the exclusionary rule and its application in real-world scenarios. Introduction to the exclusionary rule The exclusionary rule is a legal doctrine that prohibits the use of evidence obtained in violation of an individual's Fourth Amendment rights. This rule serves as a safeguard to ensure law enforcement complies with constitutional protections when conducting searches and seizures. The exclusionary rule is a fundamental legal doctrine in the realm of criminal procedure. Its primary purpose is to safeguard an individual's Fourth Amendment rights in the context of searches and seizures. But what exactly does this rule entail and why is it so significant? The exclusionary rule essentially states that any evidence obtained in violation of an individual's Fourth Amendment rights is inadmissible in court. This rule acts as a powerful deterrent, compelling law enforcement to comply with constitutional protections when conducting searches and seizures. It serves to maintain the delicate balance between effective law enforcement and protecting the individual rights enshrined in the Constitution. History and significance will begin by tracing the historical development of the exclusionary rule. This rule was established through landmark cases such as Weeks v. United States and MAP v. Ohio. These cases shaped the rule's significance in protecting the Fourth Amendment rights of individuals. To truly appreciate the exclusionary rule, we must explore its historical development and its pivotal significance. The rule as we know it today was not always in place, it evolved through a series of landmark cases. One such case is Weeks v. United States, 1914. In this case, the Supreme Court ruled that evidence obtained through an illegal search and seizure was inadmissible in federal courts. This decision marked the birth of the exclusionary rule, albeit initially applicable only at the federal level. MAP v. Ohio, 1961, brought a profound transformation. In this case, the Supreme Court extended the exclusionary rule to apply to state courts. It held that the Fourth Amendment's protection against unreasonable searches and seizures must be enforced uniformly across all jurisdictions. MAP v. Ohio thus marked a significant turning point in the rule's history. Making it a national standard. The Fruit of the Poisonous Tree Doctrine Under the doctrine of Fruit of the Poisonous Tree, evidence that is derived from an initial illegal search or seizure is also inadmissible. We will explore the nuances of this doctrine and examine cases where it has been applied. A vital aspect of the exclusionary rule is the Fruit of the Poisonous Tree Doctrine. This principle states that evidence derived from an initial illegal search or seizure is also tainted and, therefore, inadmissible. In essence, if the tree, the original illegality, is poisonous, its fruit, evidence derived from it, is likewise tainted. Understanding the nuances of this doctrine is critical for grasping the exclusionary rule's reach and impact. It ensures that the rule is not easily circumvented by law enforcement attempting to indirectly benefit from an initial constitutional violation. Exceptions to the exclusionary rule While the exclusionary rule is a powerful tool to deter unlawful searches, there are exceptions. We will discuss situations where evidence may still be admissible, even if it was obtained in violation of the Fourth Amendment. This includes the good faith exception and inevitable discovery doctrine. While the exclusionary rule is a potent tool to deter unlawful searches, it's not without exceptions. One key exception is the good faith exception. This exception allows for the admission of evidence obtained in good faith by law enforcement officers who, at the time, believe they were acting in accordance with the law. We'll explore the intricacies of this exception and its implications. Another exception is the Inevitable Discovery Doctrine. This doctrine allows evidence to be admitted if it can be shown that law enforcement would have inevitably discovered it through lawful means. These exceptions underscore the delicate balance between safeguarding individual rights and ensuring that the guilty are brought to justice. Supreme Court Decisions The Supreme Court has played a central role in shaping the exclusionary rule through its decisions. We'll delve into significant cases, such as Herring v. United States, 2009, where the court ruled on the good faith exception, and Utah v. Strieff, 2016, which clarified the scope of the exclusionary rule when there is an outstanding arrest warrant. Critiques and debates, the exclusionary rule is not without controversy. Some argue that it can lead to the release of potentially guilty individuals due to procedural errors. We will explore the arguments for and against the rule and consider its broader implications for the criminal justice system. The exclusionary rule is not without controversy. Critics argue that it can sometimes lead to the release of potentially guilty individuals due to procedural errors. They claim that the rule's strict application may undermine the pursuit of justice. On the other hand, proponents assert that it is a crucial safeguard against government overreach and protects individual rights. This debate brings us to a crucial point of consideration. How can we balance the need for effective law enforcement with the protection of individual rights in a criminal justice system that is far from infallible? Understanding the exclusionary rule is essential for both aspiring lawyers and law enforcement professionals. It balances the need for effective law enforcement with the protection of individual rights. As you reflect on the topics covered in this session, consider the real-world impact of the exclusionary rule and the pivotal role it plays in criminal procedure. As we conclude this extended section on the exclusionary rule, take a moment to reflect on its historical development, its significance in protecting Fourth Amendment rights, and the ongoing debates surrounding its application. Come back next week for Session 3.